the boys. Fox and Shane, set your minds free, no locks and chains. Do what you love, roll the dice. Fifth to fifty, we cold as ice. One thing cold, but a billion times red. Kill a dick, I'm in my head, won't gaming. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to Hobby Homies. We are your weekly tabletop podcast. I am Shane. I'm hanging out with Fox. Howdy. And of course, we've got Churchy. Howdy, howdy. <laughs> uh, and we have a guest with us tonight. We have Jack from Battle Maps. How you doing? Today, we'll be talking a little bit about, about the maps that he creates and also what it's like to turn your hobby into a business, whether it be a uh, business on the side or maybe something full-time. Yeah, uh, but before we get into all that, we want to know about you, Jack, as a wargamer, as a hobbyist, I want to know what got you into wargaming, how long you've been doing it, what games are you currently working on, all of that. All of that? Everything. Uh, Everything. Yeah. I started wargaming when I was 11 years old, or thereabouts, wow. uh, back in boarding school in the UK, um, as one does, you have nothing else to do, so might as well <laughs> build a whole bunch of miniatures and try and paint them and then literally fight each other with them, so Excellent. yeah, that was the way to go. <laughs> Uh, did a did a big pause after school. Uh, obviously, life kicked in, job, family, all that sort of stuff. Uh, picked it up again about a year before COVID. Sure. Um, as most people did, I assume. Like during the COVID time, a lot of people yeah. picked up the hobby. Yeah. Um, really got back into it, but I got back into it in a, a lot more detail. Like really pushing hard on the painting, pushing hard on actually the building and customizing and doing stuff how I want to do it and not how the box is. So yeah. That's the beauty of it too, is like yeah. you can, you really can like sure there's instructions, but when it comes to especially painting it, it's it's everything's at your own leisure. You can do it however you like. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what was like what was the first game that you and your eleven year old mates were playing in the boarding school? We played so being British, obviously Games Workshop was really the main company. So yep. it was forty K at that time. Um, I don't know, I can't remember what edition, second or third, I think I played Orcs, someone else played Space Marines, that was, you had two choices really, like, sure. you know, like wow. Eldar, Eldar came out and then that was another choice, so, yeah. like, yeah, that was, they were pretty much the games we were playing at the time, uh, as a kid, um, didn't, not so much with the board games, but, like, mainly the tabletop stuff, really. Yeah. yeah. That would be so cool, I'm just trying to imagine what growing up playing Warhammer would look like, less alone in the UK where it's probably... The home of Wargaming. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. it was a lot more like one thick coat, like yep. a lot of like messy <laughs> models, um, but I guess as a kid you didn't really care because yeah. everything looked cool, yep. no matter how crap it looked. Yeah, and um, you guys were probably all just about playing the game at that stage. Uh, it, and uh, look, and it was at a price point where you could afford it as well. So yeah, it was, wow. yeah, it was, it was, it was good. Like, and in, yeah, I think the like the amazing model of the time was when the Lehman Russ came out. Like <laughs> that was like, oh wow, this is incredible. Yeah, like yeah. that was like yo, like top of the line. Like it was awesome. Like that was yeah, it is, was good. Is that that same Lehman Russ that? It's the same one that's probably out now. Yeah, yeah. like it's it hasn't changed and it's, it's good. It's iconic. So it's easy to um, romanticize something like that where it's like you're at boarding school, like you, it's like there with your mates like all the time. You know, being able to play games whenever you haven't got classes and stuff mm. like that. Like that. Um, that sounds awesome, but like, what? What? So, are your parents from the UK or? Uh, yeah, mum's British, dad's Kiwi. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we lived in the UK until I was 
about 19, 20 years old. Yep. And we moved back to NZ uh, with the family, and then we stayed there for a couple of years. I met my missus, and then yep, yep. got roped to come over here, which was which is a good, which is good. Uh, yep. And then yeah, been here since I've been here about eleven years now. Yeah, nice. So yeah, beautiful. beautiful. So. I just want to flash back to this time because me and Shane are relatively new war gamers, so the idea of doing it X amount of years ago. Mm. Uh, do you re- do you recall when you were eleven years old playing with your mates? Were you able to afford like a full proper army? Was not it- no, like and back then there wasn't like well there, there probably was, but not to us. There sure. wasn't two thousand point armies. There wasn't three thousand point armies. Yeah, there was like I have a this squad. And then this heavy vehicle, yeah. and we'll make up our own rules and play it. Yeah, like there was on, no yeah. like we. I don't think we ever used the rule book once, really. Like we, we <laughs> yeah. got the gist of the game, and then there was just like, you know, oh, I've I've moved twelve inches that way and, and hide behind a building, and then you know shoot over the wall or something. Like it was <laughs> yeah. just like it was just yeah. you make your own rules and you have your own fun with it. Like it was. Yeah. It, I don't remember as of that age actually playing a proper game. I going you went into the games workshop stores, which were really. They haven't changed at all since they they are now. Uh, yeah, they're a bit more modern, but yeah. they're the same principle is the same. The company has, has stayed the same all these years. Um, but yeah, you used to go in the stores and then you would do like a store game maybe and like you'd participate. But back then having kids or being kids, sorry, you'd, you'd have very small collections. Like yeah. I, mean, I had maybe 10 or 12 models and then you know, maybe one or two of the like like tanks and stuff. Yeah. And you buy, you don't buy all your stuff new. You bought a lot of stuff like secondhand and stuff. Right, okay. Did I they imagine to... a secondhand market around before Facebook? You know, obviously yeah. there was. Of course there was. Yeah. You know, newspapers and stuff like that, magazines. It was like, like trading posts yeah, and, yeah, yeah. you know, like you, you, it's commun- it was more community than, to, well, it's probably about the same yeah, now. As to well. imagine a time without marketplace. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, no. Or just like well, the marketplace was a marketplace. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, like yeah. we actually no no joke. Like in, we used to live in a place called St Albans, not yeah. not here, not but in the UK. Yeah. And they had what they call car boot sales there. Yeah. So we used to go every Sunday morning to the car boot sales, and there'd be like maybe six or seven hundred cars in these oh, car boot sales yeah. with literally their boots open selling stuff. Wow. So that's where you would buy most of your models from. Oh, that sounds so like did heaven. you know? Was there like regular? dudes there like with their or you would you just scan 600 you just scan 600 cars, cars. Like, that is, that's just that's your sunday yeah, yeah you go around yeah. and go oh he's got something like yeah, yeah. and then you'd, you'd you'd buy it for like a couple of pounds or wow whatever you could afford really yeah, yeah that's so cool did games workshop again we'll get out of this vein i'm just i'm yeah. trapped in your boarding school days <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i'm living vicariously through you um were did games workshop ever have their own secondhand things that they didn't saw i remember people talking about this that they went in and bought like they armies or something they did like at least the local store we had they did buy stuff from players sure and then oh, really? move it on yeah. at that time they didn't do much of it like i think it was more of each store did their own thing for like, that their like own instead of, yeah their own thing. discretion yeah, sure. yeah. um whereas you went in there they would obviously promote the, all their packeted products mm-hmm. mm. And, you know, back then, like, it's probably still the same now, but back then they also had, like, painting tables and, you know, getting people yeah. into it. Like, it was, it was a, I don't know if it was starting up then or if it's been out for a while, but, like, it was a good culture, like, going there. Like, you felt like you were part of the community going there. Yeah. Like, I know yeah. there's a little bit of vibe now that they're not so, not so inviting, but they're, they're yeah. still, they're still promoting the product and it's still probably yeah. one of the, it's the biggest tabletop product out there. Like, yeah. you can't deny that. Like, no, so absolutely like, yeah. Not. Yeah. Yeah, yep. Yeah, that's cool. 
that's okay. I'm ready to. I'm ready to leave. Leave boarding school. Yeah, yeah. Isn't it like? Oh, yeah. Go to uni, get drunk, and then yeah. Yeah, that's it. And so you you came back, and did you come back to 40k? What's your hobby look now compared to that? It's changed a bit. Actually, it's changed quite vastly. I I did originally come back to 40k. I came back to what I knew. Um, when I came back into it three or four years ago, my first thought was I'll, I'll develop my own custom army and I did all the iconography and custom shoulder pads and all that sort of stuff. So it was just like a custom like Chaos Face Marine Army. Um, and that, that was good for a while. But what's, what I've moved on now is I've moved into AOS. So AOS cool. I'm yep. playing quite a bit of. Um, and then more recently, Legion as well. Star Wars Legion has really yes. taken awesome. a, yep. a bigger turn with me. Uh, mainly because of the game style like mm. it's just i love the alternating actions wow. and uh, the playability of it so yeah. yeah that's definitely picked up on me and there's a few others i'm looking at but i'm sticking with aos and legion for now cool we'll, we'll see where it goes from there so aos has been sort of an elusive one for us we've both been like like we've both got armies for it we've both yeah. had bought and sold armies for it and it's been like let's play and then it's just like no yeah <laughs> like we're just, yeah. it's like everyone it, 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 it up you know making lists and even and stuff and then it's just like what about this one and we yeah. play something else and yeah it always just, comes second place to something it it's one of those games yeah, yeah. yeah. i don't know why because like we, yeah. we we constantly say it has probably the most beautiful models of any out of all the anything GW stuff especially yeah, yeah, yeah it yeah, does yeah. and, and that, that that'll be the kind of theme it's in mm, yeah. it's gonna be more dynamic more natural more like really weird models whereas yep. 40k is in a more futuristic universe you're going to see sharper edges and more armor yeah. and more plating and stuff like that so yep. yeah like aos does have some beautiful models and the yeah. playing it as well the playing at the actual aos game is quite smooth like it's there's less to think about and that's what turned me off a little bit on 40k yeah. you've really got to dedicate three hours of your time to set up your army and set up your stratagems and set yeah. up your CP points and yeah. all that sort of stuff. Whereas AOS, you can, I can rock up at my local shop with my thousand point army, you know, and literally just put the book down and play. Yeah. Like there's no, everyone knows what rules everyone has and yeah. you know, that's, you just play it. Yeah. So it does have that benefit going for it. And hopefully the Games Workshop stick with that style because it works. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember the few times we had played it, we're like, it feels like we're, it almost felt like we were forgetting rules. Yeah, are we doing this were. wrong? Yeah, yeah, but it was just, yeah. it was so streamlined. Yeah. I remember going, whoa, wait, I don't have to calculate anything. It just tells me what I wound <laughs> on. I don't understand. I'm, I'm missing something. Yeah. yeah. What is your Age of Sigma army? Uh, so there's a few. Um, <laughs> as, as, as one does. Yeah, of course. Um, I've got a small Fire Slayer army. No, which is no. getting up to 2,000 points, but it's just a, just over 1,000 at the moment. Um, I've got a, not small physically, but a small uh, Beast Claw Raiders army. Oh, so it's just Mourn Fangs cool. and, and yeah. Stonehorns. It's just, cool just the big beastie boys. Yeah. Mammoths. Uh, yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and I love it because it's just two stock collecting boxes and that's almost 2,000 oh, points. So yeah, like yeah. You, you know, money-wise, that is yeah. the best thing. <laughs> yeah. Write that down. Yeah. <laughs> it's genius. <laughs> like, it's great. You know. And um, just started a uh, Seraphon army. Oh, so, cool. so I love dinosaurs. So yeah, 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 dinosaurs that kill people is awesome. So yeah, yeah. yeah. who would I've, want anything more? You've got, I've got a small Seraphon army. I sold a bit of it. Yeah, so it just wasn't getting Age Sigma, but I got a little one. Yeah, it's a bit hard. The the Stegodons have been out of stock in Australia or worldwide for forever. So oh, it's, yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm, it's whether if Games Workshop maybe they're bringing more models out. Yeah. So yeah, know. But, new kits or something. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, Age of Age of Sigma. We've looked at um, one page rules a lot for their Grimdark Future and their Age of Fantasy, mm. sort of, which is a you know the 40k and the Age of Sigma esque style, I guess you could call it. Um, 
which has been very appealing. I've got a bunch of Stormcasts that are painted up doing nothing, wanting, itching to get on the table. They are itching. Every time so, I walk up, well, when we used to walk upstairs to the other studio, yeah. I would see his painted collection, and I was like, this this was painted to play against me, and I, I never painted my Skaven <laughs> yeah. to match it, so it just sits there as Shane's many hours of useless work. <laughs> many. Uh, taunting me, so you might have to play against Shane, so yeah. I don't feel so guilty. That was one of the things I love about this hobby. Like, it doesn't matter even if you don't play it. You've got it. It's physical. It's yeah. there. You can put it on the shelf. Yeah. It can be a collection. Yeah. Like one of my previous hobbies before this, I used to fly big radio control models. Uh, um, yeah. Like we're talking three meter, 120 cc sort of like combat, like aerial combat sort of stuff. And you flew them in the sky. Yeah, yeah. So big, big sort of planes, IMAX my sort Lord. of planes. My brother does the, that too. He's the, got a one third scale plane, I think. Yeah. It's massive. It's <laughs> yeah. And you would, you would um, maybe five or $10,000 in your plane, yeah. right? Wow. So if you ha if something goes wrong, a servo breaks or something electronically goes wrong and that crashes, you yeah. could be a $2,000 loss. Yeah, wow. And it just, it, a few crashes for me and I was like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. And I don't want to scale back. Once you get to that level, you don't want to just go buy a foam plane and fly in the park. Yeah. You still, yeah, yeah, like you, once you're flying something that's like loud and noisy and three meters big, you yeah. don't want to go smaller. Like yeah. it's, yeah. You know, so I had to make the decision. I cut that out of my life because I can't afford it. Maybe, maybe when I'm retired and I've got a bit of money in the yeah. bank, maybe. Yep. But yep. like, you know, I'd, it's nice. You can. It doesn't like. Yeah, the product's expensive. Like you can go out and maybe you know buy a start collecting box or buy a starting kit, and you're like, okay, cool, that's two hundred dollars. But that's two hundred dollars of product you will never like you will never devalue yeah. yeah it'll always be there for you yeah. and to be honest if you think about of hours of playability putting it together painting yeah. it yeah. and playing with it you could be looking at three four hundred hours of playability yeah We're that's more than pc games a lot. exactly it yeah. comes down to like a you, if you could almost assign a dollar value to an, every hour of entertainment you get out of something right like a good video game if you, if you get like a dollar per hour out of it it's a good game it's a good game yeah, yeah. With these, like you just you just you're making money hand over fist, really. Like in comparison, you know, in yeah, comparison, yeah. yeah. That's right. You yeah. can't afford not to play. Exactly, you're losing games. money if you don't play. <laughs> yeah, you can yeah, tell them, clip that, send yeah, that to your wife. Not yeah. this part. That, yeah. that that's irrelevant. <laughs> wife, or I forget. We have multiple viewers. Yes. We have more than two viewers. Yeah. So or your husband, wife, yeah. wife's husband, partners. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Significant others. Don't clip any of this. Actually, <laughs> just clip that little part. Yeah. Don't clip any. Don't waste your time. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. So. I'm curious of all, like, how did battle maps happen? Like, how did it cul culminate to you pulling the trigger and going, I want to take what I'm doing, my hobby, to, thi to this? Yeah, that's that's a hard question. I don't really honestly know how it, what the switch was to, sure. to go from what was really a conceptual design to becoming a product that we sold. Sure. Um, I guess I was playing at Guff one day, having a good chat with the owner. Yep. Um, and we, we were on good friendly terms. We we're talking about like sort of margins and stuff on the products they have to bring in because Australia's hard. You, you need to import product. It's we're so far away. It's so far yeah. away. It's yeah. so expensive. Yeah. And so let's say the only, and the only, and we're talking about mats as well. And mm. the only way he can get, he could get mats was from overseas, like, mm. you know, from the, the U S or Europe that yeah. had the stock and had the designs. Yeah. And by the time he got them in and to his shop, he maybe makes $5 on a map. Yeah. Like $5. And you, you can't Just run a, a brick and mortar Australian store, yeah. keep the lights on. Yeah. And he's providing play spaces and yeah. all this for people and promoting the hobby. Yeah. And I was like, I've worked in freight forwarding for 13 years before my current job. Yeah. I, I can, I've got to be able to do something better. Yeah. So that, that's what started the whole ball rolling. Sure. What can we do? And then it was, uh, 
12 to 14 months of research. Wow. So that's probably the one takeaway from this. If you really want to do it, spend the time researching. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I spent yeah. four months looking for the right factory to produce the products. I yep. spent four months finding the right graphic designer who had the right vision to yep. do the product properly. We did at least two to three months of just testing, just random stuff, random materials, you know, whether we're going to go with uh, a natural rubber or a synthetic rubber or a textile rubber, or yeah. are we going to go single laminate, double laminate? Like there's so many different factors involved. Like you can, yeah, you can go online and you can find a random person who's like, oh, I'll make your mats. Yeah. But it could yeah. end up, you know, it, it'll end up not how you want it. Mm. And like going from an idea to a product, it takes time. Like it's, you know, it's a good year to a year and a half of testing and getting it right talking about all that you've definitely done your research because you because you've kindly given us these mats we'll let everyone know that now these are for future battle, battle reports that are coming soon massive thank you to, to jack for them but you were so confident in there that you cracked open this bottle of water and you <laughs> tipped it on the yeah box and i both were like what <laughs> i was trying to shield the mat <laughs> yeah. that, that you saw us <laughs> <laughs> no that, that yeah. pour water on yeah. your own mat it and was crazy yeah. water like water resistant like it, it just but like bubbled like looking like something out of a bug's life like yeah just, uh, I'm yeah. embarrassed to say I, I drank it. <laughs> drank, yeah. I drank the yeah, bead of water. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and that, that was one of the products that we wanted as, as yeah. a store. Yeah. Because we're talking with the guff and the store owner, we're like, well, you're going to put it on your tables. Yeah. You've got random it's people coming in. You got people going to have, you know, like a Pepsi or a drink yeah. or a beer or something and want to play. Yeah. And they're going to have spills. They're going to knock over water. They're going to knock over stuff on that. And you want to, you want the mat to last. You don't want to buy yeah. a product and then go, oh, I've got to throw it away next year because it's it looks like. It looks Stained horrible. And, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. The print as well. So you would say the the I guess the the thing that made you decide to go this avenue because when you're when you're trying to convert your hobby into a business, we've seen so many different ways of doing it. We've got friends that uh, ran their own stores online. We've got friends that started their own printing business. Is a massive one. Yeah. I thought about doing it many times. Yeah. Um, and like you almost can pick your poison and pick your passion. Um, Yours feels like it came came out of just like a need, like your local store. Because I mean, we've talked about this actually a few times where like mats in Australia are so expensive and hard to get like, kind of like unique ones as yeah. well. Yeah. Well, I felt I started at the right time. And, that, and that, that is something that someone would have to decide, like if they want to convert their hobby into a business, mm. you've got to really run the numbers and go, will it work? Mm. You know, th this is not, this is not, my bread and butter this does not turn the lights on in my house yeah but this will fund my hobby and yeah. this will fund future mats and future hobby and yep. i don't know if we have kids eventually maybe buy hobby stuff for my kids you know like yeah. it's yeah. that yeah. and it's at that level at the moment which is great but people really have to make a decision if they're going to turn their hobby into a business mm. do you have enough niche is there any current demand at the moment can you supply like i mean you know I, and are you going to make enough off that supply to make it a business or you know do are you going to do what i did where this started out of something on the side mm. but on the side enough where i will still have an active part of it yeah. I, it still pushes as a business and we turn over enough product to sell it as a business but it's not something that i will spend every day working on it's yeah. something that i'll come home maybe spend yeah. an hour here an hour there working on whether it's new designs or talking with the shops and finding out what sizes they want and stuff like that and being very careful how you promote yourself so we haven't promoted ourselves at all this is all mm. word of mouth like and yeah. i don't 
I have tried my best not to actively promote because if you get too big for yourself, you can't offer the customer service. You can't, yeah. someone yeah. might go, oh, I want to buy 200 mats. Oh, well, I don't have 200 mats. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I can give you 50. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that's not a good sign because then they won't come back and then your, sure. bus your business won't flop because There's of it. There's a chance so. of getting like toppy of you there as well and, and, you know, expecting to be able to cater for that 200. Like if you could do that one time and then they tell their friend who owns a store and they place that order as well. And then it's just, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And look, I mean, it, we've ramped, we've definitely ramped up. The first yeah. shipment that we had, it was 3.6 cubic meters, roughly in size. Uh, this year, we were at um, 7.9, 1.7 yeah. ton of yeah. mats that we produced. That feels like a so lot of mats. I don't know meters or measurements. <laughs> but yeah, 1.7 ton of mats, so 1, yeah. 1,700 kilos of mats. That's like so, a mats. You know, car, pretty much. Putting, putting them in, my, you know, in the <laughs> workshop and loading them up, that was that was a lot of work. It was a good day's work. Yeah. <laughs> it was a good workout. Um, That's your workout for the year. Done. Yeah, that done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no more. <laughs> Had to buy uh, some new shirts and yeah. guns. <laughs> But yeah, no, that's and it will ramp up. And you know, understanding your limitations is big. You know, I'm, sure. I'm only one person. If this gets bigger, we may have to look at help, getting someone in to help. You know, and that's. I'm yeah. in, dude. I'm ready to go. Yeah, <laughs> put me in the factory. I'll be like, that's a mat. Yeah, that's a mat. That's a squirrel. That's, that's a mat. mat. That's my strength identifying. The identifying the mats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mats. Hey, that's half the job. If you need, if you need that, I'm there. But if you need someone that is competent, I don't know. Maybe find someone else. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like, um, you know, it, leading up to the process, even before you clicked that first, you know, that first order, you would must have spent just countless hours of doing research and, and, and you know, going over designs and dealing with different suppliers and, and different um, clients or, you know, um, designers and everything like that. Like, Well, we, we knew there was a demand, but I didn't want to supply a, an inferior product because... Yep then you just get the senses of, well, what's the point? I might yeah. as well go yeah. still continue buying overseas and get a better product. Yeah. Yeah. So we wanted the best product we could make, but we also wanted the best product we can make that is sold to stores at a price that they can make money off. Yeah. Yeah. So our, our business motto is that we will only sell to Australian brick and mortar stores. Yeah. So not online only retailers, not you know, eBay sellers or yeah. Facebook sellers. You have to own and run a brick and mortar Australian store. And yep. it's got to be either A, dedicated for the hobby. So like for this particular hobby, it could be dedicated to it, or it's got to offer a play space for people yep. to play. So it's promoting the hobby. Awesome. So yep. you're not there to, you're not there as a, a target of hobby stores. There yep. are a few out there that you probably know of, Yeah. but you're there as a promoter of the hobby. You, the actual people who run the store love the hobby. They love what yep. they do. And I want to help them out. I want to you know, get the product in there at a price that they can make money off, but also at a price that the customer is happy to pay. Yes. Yeah. Like, awesome. you know, the, so the customer comes in and goes, I can get awesome mat at an awesome price. You know, it's designed by someone in Australia. It's organized and produced by someone in Australia. It's in an Australian store awesome. and the store is still making money. Yeah. Like yeah. it's, you know, it's, it's a very rare thing to see nowadays, which yeah. is, you know, it's hard. Yeah. And That's... it's all about building that community as well. Like encouraging, you know, those play spaces and everything. Like the first time I saw one of your mats was in, um, at, in Guff, uh, in Werribee, um, on a little tournament that Wolfie organized. And like, just looking at it, like, I think maybe, oh, I don't know, he walked around and he gave us all a couple of your, um, guys well, yeah, yeah, yeah. which was sick. Um, but like. And yeah, and so having it there, that local, like exactly like you said, you know, um, designed here and, and, you know, made for our stores, it's, it's so awesome. So awesome to see. Uh, I have a, I guess, a sidestep question. I'm curious if, do you feel like this business has enhanced 
your hobby or detracted from it or is completely separate to it? I've actually been asked that before as well. Like, because a lot of people fear that if they turn a, a hobby into a business, it, you get sour about your hobby. Yeah. Yep. And I, I considered that really hard before doing it because I've that's happened to me before. So I used to run a laser engraving business. Right. And I used to enjoy doing that sort of side of things for myself. Sure. Like the more kind of like do-it-yourself laser stuff. Yep. So we ended up turning it into a business, buying a proper machine. But then I got sour about the whole thing. Wow. And that was because I, I devoted my whole time into it. Right. Like my, my all my time into it. Uh, with this, I tried my best to define myself with a particular product. Mm -hmm. So tabletop mats, that's it. Yeah. Don't diversify, don't start printing models and selling models or <laughs> yep. making trays and selling trays. And I've been tempted. Yeah. I've even I've done the research it's, and I've I've looked into do. it. I, it's like easy to slip into like that dice that trays and all yeah. that sort of stuff. I've been looking at it, but yeah. then I know in my heart I I just want to stick with one product. Yep. And that has really helped keep the passion alive as well. And because it's not the product that I personally are making or building or painting, yeah. like it doesn't really detract from my hobby. Yeah. If anything, I now have, you know, eight, 12 mats at home for myself to play on. Like, yeah. it's, you know, like that's, that's my, you know, it's made it better yeah. <laughs> in a way. So yeah. like, you know, it's, it's good. And it's, it's also given me a bit more enthusiasm to, to do my actual physical hobby. Cause I'm like, oh, I love this mat. I want to do now another army that'll work well on that mat. Yeah. Like, you know, then it's like, oh, but then this army doesn't fit on my mats. I have to make a mat for that army. <laughs> like, you know, like, that's awesome. That's like, you know, this, gotta do that one next. You know, like, so it's actually good. Like, it's, a, it's actually helped both sides. I'm gonna, from now on, when we're playing on one of these mats, imagine that we're playing on a mat that was solely made because you had an army. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, yeah, they put it on. <laughs> I wonder yeah. what Jack was uh, playing when he designed yeah, this yeah, mat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is uh, your what is your favorite mat that you guys have done so far? That's a hard one. Because you've got eight eight designs now. We've got eight designs. Yeah. Um, our designs are limited. Yeah. So yeah. the first four designs we did, yep. they're now fully sold out. Ooh. We won't do them again. Yeah, um, right. Purely because I don't have the space or the yeah. money yeah. to keep doing every design. Yeah, yeah. I have. I don't have a factory with a hundred like, different designs. It's like renting a shed. You know, it's like yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, but the a, bit, a little side benefit to that is it makes it a little bit more niche. Yeah. So yeah. if someone goes, oh, how do you get that one? They can't anymore. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. This one, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this one. No, I can't get it anymore. Means I can't get the swamp one. I'll anymore. buy this off you. Wait, yeah. I can't get the swamp one. No. <laughs> We're gonna to have to figure something out. That's right. Uh, Do you know so, anyone yeah. who's sort of like, um, like maybe frail or quite weak <laughs> that has the swamp one? Because I can get churchy onto them. Just <laughs> <laughs> practicing his punch game. Yeah. Uh, I think my favorite one is probably the city landscape from this year. Um, yeah. It just, I, I, I'm a sci-fi guy, so sure, I yeah. love this sort of like modern, like you can. You can do modern stuff on here. You could even potentially do maybe like World War sort of stuff on here. Not obviously not like old, old era, but you, it's got a nice range to it. Yeah. Uh, so for the sci-fi side, definitely the cityscape is my favorite. Um, for the more fantasy style, I think my favorite is probably the snow map that we have, the tundra. Oh, it's yeah. got the ice river through the center. Yep. Um, but probably closely followed by our forest map. Yeah, I've yeah. only I've only like seen the actual physical maps like a little bit, like yeah. not as much as I want. But yeah, just there's so much color variation. We've yeah. got pinks and greens and blues and yellows and little bits of hidden red and just 
there's so much you can do with that like it's just it's, yeah it's bonkers like yeah. it's it's awesome like and that's probably my favorite out of the fantasy style maps yeah it's funny because i uh that one when i first saw it i was thinking about for some reason like one of the one page rules armies i'm printing and i was like it'd be really cool almost like alien planet as yeah. well the pink shrooms oh, and some yeah, of these like this Definitely. old yeah and i was yep. and so my first when i first saw it I was like sci-fi, but then I was like, oh, it'd be perfect for uh, five, five leagues. Yeah. yeah. So it is yeah. cool that you can you can use it for both as you can with like m most of them as well. And, and that's the thing. Like, I mean, most of these mats are going to have terrain on them and that would change the, the whole mat itself. Yeah. 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 Like, and, and we were saying before, like the, the first four designs we did, we went, bro, went down a very different path to what normal mats look like. Yeah. So the first, the first four designs we did were all designed in 3D. So every single design had geometry, a desert map was 60 meters high from top to bottom. It had canyons and, and like the ice river on the tundra map was like a good one meter drop on the edges and all like, and it had physical dimensions and it was textured physically and it was light mapped in 3D and then, wow. and then, and then rendered as the light map was done. It's very unique. It hasn't been done before that I've seen. It hasn't mm -hmm. been done before. It creates a very realistic map. Yep. We did find though that with some of the customers and some of the shops, they found that placing terrain on it kind of either a reduced that effect sure. yeah. or kind of overtopped it. Yeah. So sure. it's like it felt almost too much. Yeah. So obviously this year we've gone with the more generic, I wouldn't say generic, but the more flatter yeah. style uh, where there is less geometry physically in it sure. but it still has you know you still got ruts here and there and craters and stuff but it's not so much of a change that you don't feel like you're falling into the map yeah, yeah. which is which is yeah which is which is good it's uh, not as probably not as great for photos but it's a lot better for adding your terrain on and you're adding the geometry to it sure so. i'm a big fan of this city map because unlike most it is not as far ruined as a lot of them are I like I like the like it's still it's great because there's a lot of characters there like the exposed pipes and the manhole covers and everything like that and the cracks and the craters but some of them are like just look like they've been blown to shit you know like yeah. this is this is still very much intact yeah um, which which I, I love I love the idea I love it it's not it doesn't have to be a, an absolute bomb site it can still be somewhat you know yeah. together yeah um, and we we did when we talked so the the designer for this year is Australian designer yeah we wanted to keep it all in Australia as much as possible. Yeah. Like, you know, if I had a million dollars, I would buy the buy the equipment and have a factory in Australia. Oh, yeah, but yeah, like, but yeah. that, I don't. So apart from that, everything is as close to Australian as we can get. Yeah. So the Australian designer, like we, we sat down and we had a good chat about it and we wanted, we wanted to try and keep this kind of like concrete block style, yep. like in there. Because a lot of games also like that because it's yeah. kind of like division for where they where they've got pieces and it gives a bit of like, yeah. like where you can plonk down terrain and a bit of like geometry to it, which is nice. Yeah. And I agree, some of those mats that you see where they've got cityscapes, but they're so they say crumbled runescape, but it's really just the same crumbled rock spread over the whole map. Yeah, and it's just like yeah. I don't really know if that was a city or not. It just looks like <laughs> just it just looks like gravel. Yeah. Like, it's like, it might have like a little like a bit of road here and then yeah. it's just gravel. Yeah. So yeah. but no, like yeah, we wanted something that you could, you know, if you want to drive a car down the road, you know, like it's you know, it's got a bit of you can put buildings on it and it feels like it's still a workable city. It's yeah. just a little bit broken it's like adelaide <laughs> it's like adelaide <laughs> wait we have two adelaide <laughs> listeners you can't say that uh, <laughs> cut that out <laughs> beat that, <laughs> beat that. Yeah. 
It's like Tasmania. That's right. Yeah. We've got no Tasmanian listeners. Yeah. Yeah, fuck Tasmania. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're from there, in which case, thank you so much for tuning in. Tasmania's our favourite. <laughs> yeah, we love Tasmania. More than Adelaide. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, awesome. Yeah. I, I was going to ask what your, um, your biggest piece of advice for someone who's thinking about making that jump to make maybe make a side hustle but I feel like you touched on it earlier. Would you say it's putting in the, the time and patience to do the research? Research, yeah. yeah. Do the research before you invest the money. Yeah. Because it, it makes a, like you've got to really, you've almost got to plan it, or think it out in your head. So you go, okay, cool. Got this design. It's going to cost me this much to make. Yeah. It's going to take me this long to maybe sell or promote and then double that figure. Yeah, sure. Because it's going to take you twice as long to sell or promote it. Sure. Um, yeah. And then you go, okay, cool, I can potentially make this much money and then halve it. Yeah. And then yeah. you go, and then at least if you look at the worst case scenario, yeah. is it still viable? Like, yeah. you know, how, how, and also how much time are you going to spend? Mm. If you're going to spend eight hours a day, five days a week to make $15,000 a year, you're killing you're yourself. Gonna, you're going to kill yourself. Yeah. yeah, you might love the yeah. product and you might love it, but then you're going to, after a year, you're going to go, I can't, we can't survive. Yeah. So no. why? Yo, so do the research, crunch the numbers, find out how long you have to invest your time into the product. That's the key. How much time do you have to invest into it? Yeah. You know, like, and, and give you, be fair to yourself. Like, say, what am I worth? Yo, mm. yeah. like, mm. am I worth $50 an hour or $100 an hour or $150 an hour? Yo, am I going to make that by yeah. putting that time in? So yeah. your time, how much money are you making for yourself to keep it going? Because and, and I, I don't want to always talk about money, but it, it's, it's what's going to keep it going. Like if, yeah. you, if you're not making the money off it, you're just going to burn out. You might cause problems at home or, mm. you know, and it's just you'd have to you have to give it up. And then that's what makes you sour about it. And you'll never come back to the hobby because... You're just like, oh, well, that was what ruined Burned me. Burned the first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. Like, you can almost look at it as in like, um, if it's almost like overtime at work. You know, if you need to do, like if you need to do an hour a night or something like that, you might not necessarily, it, once you've obviously got it up and running, you may not need to look at how much is that paying me per hour. Mm. But like, if you can easily dedicate yourself that time, then yeah, sure, why not? Like obviously it takes a chunk of time to, to set it all up. Once it's running, if it's only an hour a night or, you know, five hours a week or something like that, mm. yeah. maybe it could be viable. And always work, and always work off worst case scenarios. Yeah. Yeah. Never never say, oh, I could I could make this much and I can only spend this much time. Yeah, like, it's always yeah. double the Point. time you, you expect that. and make double it and half. half and half. <laughs> yeah. and, half. and then if, you, if you're still happy with that, go with it. Yeah. Like, Just double the money and half the time. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. works. Right? That's what I've been doing. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. I'm like literally anything I think of just works. Yeah, <laughs> double the money and half the time. Yeah, yeah. What if I buy a model off the shelf and then sell it to someone? Well, if it takes me no time and I double the money, yeah. <laughs> profit. Profit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. Thanks yeah. again so much for giving us some mats to do some battle oh, reports on. It's gonna be awesome. I can't wait. It'd be awesome to watch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When we saw. This one in particular, oh. I was just like, I feel like I haven't seen something so vibrant and it just like popped in the images and it like, you probably, oh, you can't see it on camera. It looks, it just, it's yeah. a vibe check for me. Yeah. Love it. So we'll throw some of your new Tyranids on there. Oh, I need to repaint the bases for them. Yeah, true. They're brown. Now yep. they're pink and purple. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's sick. Yep. And thank you so much for 
taking the time uh, to watch us play with a million cameras and a million lights. And <laughs> yeah, it's been fun. It's always fun. Yeah. And yep. please, yeah, please play a game of AOS with Shane so I don't feel so bad <laughs> about never playing AOS with Shane. That got, can be done. On this, map. on this map. <laughs> on this map. On this map. Yeah. Rebase all your Stormcast. That'd be dope. Okay. <laughs> and you, can, you can fix them up afterwards when you swap to another map. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. Cool. Well, a bit of a short and sweet one, you reckon? Oh, I mean, I'm ready to have three more beers. But yeah, I mean, I mean we can cut goes, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, awesome. Massive thank you to everyone watching. Uh, of course, our patrons as well. You can check out hobbyhomes.com for links to all the bits and pieces there. Um, as far as Patreon goes, for as little as two bucks a month, you can get early access to videos like these um, and uh, and it helps support us as well. So, yeah, massive thank you to Burnsy, Whack, Final Dinosaur, MJ, Lethal, Moose, Penny, Gridlocks, Battle Maps, Jack, and Test. And Elko, Churchy, Rad Rooster, Oliver, Hawkers, Agro, Bravo, One Four, RJ Hill, and Big Roach. Thank you. <laughs> Shane let me down. I was having a swing. Uh, <laughs> you picked up the time that poorly. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? You're done here. Okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. Take off my yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you all so much. Cool. Thank you again, again, Jack, for stopping by. Thank this you. might be the last time you guys see him. He doesn't know that, but he's going to be on many more things. Uh, <laughs> Maybe a visit cool. better. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Cool. Toodles. Toodles. Hey. 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 Hey.